What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith, Jr., where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix. A Master Plan for Black Group Economics with Wealth Creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr. Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book, it's a movement, a call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear, drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of the Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to today's daily ATS meeting. Glad to have each and every one of you on today's call. Today is Tuesday. They had to remind me last night. I'm talking about join us tomorrow on Wednesday. Today's Tuesday. (laughs) So glad to have y'all on. Always excited to see each and every one of you. Let me roam Baltimore's own in the house. That's it. I look for the wave, y'all. All right. So we're excited as always because 
As you all know, the season of learning is over. We are now in the season of executing, in the season of executing. So uh, excited to hear what our fearless leader has for us today. Yesterday, we were talking about tangible results and benchmarks. So here he is, founder and CEO of the ATSJR Companies, Antonio T. Smith Jr. LLC, all the way from G-Town, Galveston, Texas, millionaire and billionaire maker, innovator, creator. Mr. Antonio T. Smith, Jr. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much. Today, we'll be talking about the, it's a continuation of yesterday, but slightly different title, the importance of distribution. Please, I beg you, pay attention to today's call because it is January 10th. And... December 10th will come, whether we uh, like Phil and watch the Masters along the way, because he's definitely going to do that. There's no doubt about it. He's going to watch the Masters. You can believe that. Or we're like an older version of Antonio, or no, a younger version of Antonio and do nothing. That's up to you, Jerome. But December 10th cometh. You know, there's a great, they call him a motivational speaker, but Jim Rohn is something greater than a motivational speaker. I'm not sure what you, philosopher. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm a philosopher. Motivational speaker's not good enough. Nothing wrong with motivational speaker, not my cup of tea, but Jim Rohn's way more than a motivational speaker. And he says, Gracie says, what comes after winter? And the crowd goes, spring. Okay, good. What comes after spring? The crowd goes, summer. What comes after summer? The crowd goes, fall. And then he references the Bible. And he says, does God have a, does God change? And the crowd says, no. And he says, so why are you broke in the winter when you knew it was coming? That's how he says this. That's how he... <laughs> like that. Okay, all right. You knew it was coming. <laughs> That's really amazing when you when he says it like that. It's like what in the musical manner? Like, <laughs> it, it really does. <laughs> it's, a, it's how long it's been coming, Grace. I know you talk. <laughs> you know, and he, he says it. And I remember the first time I heard it, I had a Renee reaction. You mother, you know what? You know, <laughs> you know. You made it, it. It makes sense, though, Grace. We're in winter. There's no harvest. It can't be. It's impossible. That's not how it works. What you're supposed to do? Come with me, my friends. Come with me. What you're supposed to do is in March, since you don't have a harvest for winter, what you're going to do is you're going to discipline yourself in March because you're not going to be able to reap. So what you're going to do is you're going to dedicate today until the beginning of fall on one craft, whatever that may be, whatever that may be, you're not going to eat, 
you're not going to play. You're not going to reward yourself. You're going to dedicate right now to getting ready to plant seeds. Then the whole spring, Grace, planting seeds. And then the summer, getting ready to plant seeds. And then in fall, reaping what you planted in March while planting better and more numerous seeds in October. Well, maybe not October, September, but you get the point. Okay. Somebody tell me what I just said. Be like the ant, not the grasshopper. Okay, well, you know what? If you want to come with your... Asian philosophy that works. Keep it up. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I was coming. That works. Me and, me and Jerome was coming from the Bible. But well, you that know. is the Bible. That is the Bible too. Yeah. <laughs> but it just shows you how much the Bible is Eastern right. philosophy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It just shows you how much. That's right. All right. Let's try this again. Grace. Because you were talking to me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I was trying to talk to Antonio. Nope. nope. You were talking to me. Come on. Come on. Okay. Keep talking. <laughs> I didn't want nobody offended. Yeah. You know yes. I don't. You know I don't. I fall on it all the time. Come on. Okay. Because you right. was talking. Because you was like, you know, you don't have no carbons for the winter. Get, get out of my house. But come on. <laughs> keep okay. talking. Shut your mouth and keep on talking. Thank you, please. <laughs> Pick a craft. You've already picked your craft. If you've been following every week, now I'm about to show something that's going to blow even Melissa's mind, and that's that's hard to do. Um, it's hard. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. I was blown away by this. Blown away by this. I'm still blown away by it. But I'm plowing the field. I don't want my good pearls to be cast upon swine. Right. Another Bible quote. There we go. Grace, can you reap a harvest in January? No, sir. Thank you so much. Or February. No. Outstanding. Now, someone's going to say, well, you know, we got it. We got it. I hear you, Antonio. But just because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, does it mean, Jerome, that God ain't respecting God's own seasons? It's here for a reason. Will God bless Tracy in January? Yes. Does Tracy need to build her theology around that? Probably not. Now, in fairness, once you get to, once you get the discipline of plant seeds, then I'm going to come back and contradict all this and say none of this stuff matters. But y'all ain't there yet. So I can't, I can't do it to you. I, I have to give you <laughs> the basics. <laughs> Later on, Grace. You just I'm told say, me something. <laughs> you just told me something. Tell, tell oh, me what I told you. Hold on, 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 oh my God. Okay. I'm, I got to try to. Okay. To be honest with you, you can call forth any experience. Now, there may be a time delay, but that ain't got nothing to do with you. And you shouldn't be listening to what I'm saying and monitoring your life by seasons. But if you ain't got the basics, that don't apply to you. So you can't you can't talk like that. <laughs> You're not allowed to ascend 
when you're living a life of descent. You, you can't talk ascension talk while you're descending, okay? All right, you, can, you don't get to do that. You don't get to do that. The good thing is, though, if you're descending so rapidly, you have enough energy in you where you can switch it at the snap of a finger. And then we can have all that ascension talk. But you can't tell me how you about to, you know, buy some houses and you got a 397 credit score. You, 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 don't, you don't get to do that. You don't get to do that. You got to wait till we fix your credit up a little bit. You understand? And then we can have those conversations. So right now, let's go back to our four seasons. Truthfully, once you're ready, Napoleon Hill tries to tell you this, is at the prologue of Think and Grow Rich. Like, I don't know why these books just keep coming up in our conversations. Phil. I have no idea. Once you're ready, the other side of what you're looking for will show up and your seasons will have no end. They won't. But y'all can't receive that right now. So let's go back to four seasons, okay? Let's go back to four seasons. Grace, if it's winter, if you really have faith, do you wait until March to start doing the right thing? No, you start yesterday. Tell me why, Grace. Because if you're getting ready to get ready, you're going to always be getting ready to get ready. You know, okay, I'm going to wait till March right here. Because March, just Talk to me, Grace. You plant in March. But you have to prepare <gasps> what you're getting ready to plant. You mean preparation is part of being blessed? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what the, what you say, Grace? I feel like this is making sense right now. You, you mean tell me preparation is part of being blessed. Yes. I can't so, say I'm a plant some tomatoes, but I don't get the seeds from the store. You gotta, you gotta go, you know, you can't just, and then, you know, in March, be like, okay, I'm ready to plant, but I don't have my stuff. Plant. Well, let me push that further. So Grace in January, if I know March is coming and I know I'm going to plant seeds, do I even need to ask? Shut up. Uh-huh. And I push. <laughs> I told Deanna pay real good attention this morning. I said pay real good attention. We we all need this. Pay real good attention. Let's try it again. If March is planting and reaping time, and Grace knows she will plant or reap, does she need to ask for anything? No, because you've already asked when you said I'm going to plant. Who does not get this? Who is too afraid to say I do not get this because I just singled you out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. Grace. Yes. The ground. Can we let's go back to Jim Rome? Welcome back to spring. Okay. You gotta ask the question, Grace. If you know you are going to plant in March, reap or plant, do you have to ask? And the answer is no. So let me back up and give you all the foundation that I built. Jim Rohn says there's seasons. And he goes, what comes after spring? And that's how your voice goes. And the crowd goes, summer. And he says, 
What comes after summer? And the crowd goes, fall. And he says, well, what comes after fall? And he says, winter. And he says, does this ever change? And the crowd goes, no. And he says, so why are you broken winter when you knew it was coming? That's the foundation, Ibrahim. It's January 10th in winter. And we know December 10th cometh. So why on this planet, December 20th, December 10th, 2023, will we not have harvest when we know we can't plant in December 10th? We know cutback season is coming. We know winter is coming. Our job is to take advantage of the two reaping and sowing seasons and plant enough to where we can eat and it survive us through the winter. This is the foundation of this talk. I'm getting ready to show you something. Today's conversation is about the power of distrib distribution and importance. So here's the deal. Later on in life, when you get your break together, these seasons won't really matter, but you have to have the fundamentals together first. You can't bend your reality when reality is bending you. You can't do that. You have to have Watch it. fundamentals together. Grace, back to you. And thank you for your help. So if Ibrahim knows that he is going to plant more good seeds about a 10,000 member community, he is not building 10,000 person audience on Instagram. He is working diligently and intelligently to turn that audience into a community. Is this correct, Ibrahim? I'm assuming I'm correct because he's a smart guy. He's building a community. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, they start as an audience, but he's engaging and he's, you know, and then he, he's creating vehicles where they can get off Instagram and go to something else. Cool? All right. Sir, so, see, no, right, so go ahead. Before you, before you keep going on that, can you go back to you can't bend reality when reality is bending you? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> You can't bend reality when reality's bending you. Our job as human beings is we are supposed to create our reality, but we let our external circumstances create who we are. Therefore, we're always reacting instead of creating. We we're like a we're reverse boat. A boat's supposed to conquer the water. But then we let the water in the boat, and then we drown. <laughs> we're we're broken. We don't even, we don't even have holes in the boat. We just put water in the damn boat. We just just go literally every every single time. Let's 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 let's. I see. Antonio. I yes, sir. Go ahead. You know, I was reading about. Uh, I was reading a Seth Godin book, and he was saying that the mass market came first. And then the mass demand was created. So like the whole economy, everything is actually in reverse order because production comes first and then to service that production, demand is created. And here we are thinking that you need demand first and then you need to create like a business to serve. That's right. And that's absolutely backwards. And of course, 1% of 
of people of this world understands what Ibrahim just said. Another 3% got a good understanding and are applying it well. How do we know this? Because 96% of the world is struggling. We don't need no data to know this. We look at it every day. 40,000 children die a day from starvation. And in America alone, 40,000 meals an hour are wasted. That's just in America. Just so we're clear, right? Just, just so we're clear. Even him's absolutely right. So in reverse order, so grace, we're a boat. And every single time, I'm going to tell all of y'all, your boat don't even have holes in it. I believe in you too much. I, I just believe that you are, are, are little little gods just walking around here. You know, you're a god that likes Islam and you're a god that likes Judaism. You're a god that is, likes Baltimore, you know, BMO's own. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what you are. You ain't got no holes in your boat. But every single time you take your little boat out there and Jerome's sister go, F you, Jerome. You know what? Let me put this damn water in this boat. Let me... <clears throat> Let me put, let me put her thoughts in my boat. That's what we do. Ooh, my rent is late. Let me put my rent is late in my boat, and then we end up capsizing. Watch yourself. I'm sick of you. I okay. Tell him, Jerome. Grace, thank you for falling my sword this morning. (laughs) But I'm sick of you. I'm just sick of you. (laughs) I'm ready to turn this camera and this zoom on. (laughs) <laughs> and the crazy thing is I'm just trying to show a video about a dude selling books <laughs> that's, that's crazy I just try to show a video about a dude selling books but it's so mind blowing that I need y'all prepared properly or you're just going to miss the damn thing you're just, you're just going to miss it you know you're just going to miss it grace if you're planting seeds in March, but you're broke in January, you already know you're planting seeds in March, which means you've asked and you said, I'll be damn, I'm planting these seeds. Therefore, okay, therefore you don't need to ask. Correct? Correct. Can I push that further? Yes. Also, Grace, if you know you're going to plant seeds in March, you're not going to be able to reap. It's all good. But you know you're going to plant and you know you don't need to ask, is the ground faithful? Simple question. Always. Has the ground grown trees? Yes. Since you've been born? Yes. Has it held water? Yes. Fed the bugs? Yes. Bloom flowers? Yes. Watermelons, grapes, onions? Yes. <laughs> Tobacco, weed, and whatever they make cocaine with. I have no idea. Yes. <laughs> the ground do it all. Poison. Mm-hmm. It got the little poisonous yes. frog. Corn and nightshade. Yeah. Corn <laughs> and nightshade. Thank you for Earl Night. Uh, Earl, Earl, Night- Earl Nightingale. Uh-huh. Nightingale. So the ground do it all. Does it all. Phil, you ever had to wake up and say, come on, ground, I need you to do your job? <laughs> no. So then, Ooh. therefore, Grace, okay, Renee, gets watch it. yourself. Watch you don't need yourself. to believe for your damn harvest either, now, do you? No, you don't. See, all you got to do is make it make sense, sir. That's all you got to do. This, this is what's wrong with y'all. Your religions are great, but little preachers like me be effing y'all head up. 
by keeping y'all stuck in believing and stuff God already told you you can have. I said it. I did. Because that was that was your scriptures. I did. Grace, do you need to believe that God is going to do what God said? Now tell me how I'm out the Bible, Jerome. Tell me how I'm out the Bible. <laughs> do you need to believe? No, you just know it. And does your Bible tell you don't ask either? <laughs> yeah. Janice, I swear I'm, I'm making your Bible make sense. The Quran and the Torah. Actually, most of this is in the Torah, to be honest with you. That's right. That's right. The Bible <laughs> okay. says it. It says it. You don't need to ask. And Grace, the ground has been faithful before you got here. Yes? Yes. So you don't need to believe either. Right. So if you broke, now watch this here. Your Bible says this, your Quran, your Torah says, walk by faith, not, not by, by sight. sight. Not by sight. So Grace, if you broke in January and you know you're going to plant in March, you need to walk around in receiving mode like March has already blessed you. Is this not the case? That is the case. Because you shouldn't ask and you don't need to believe. So you need to take the only other process and receive the whole way through. So what's my problem then? So yeah. what's my problem? And, and to ask him, Jerome. That's, that's the question. That is the question. Here's your problem summed up. As a, I'm going to say, I had a preacher one time. I had a preacher one time. And the preacher... He he had all the all, all the gifts all the gifts to Rome. All, Phil he had all the you know you know black churches called in response. You know he 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 did all the you know had all the little he paused and people would say something back. He thought it was doing good. And I, I sat him down. And I said, "So um, how's your tides?" And I said, "Said well, I don't want I don't want I ain't." I ain't you got paid though, huh? I said, yeah, okay, no tax. I said, okay, then. And I said, well, I said, uh, if you don't tithe, if you're not giving to God, do you believe in God? He sat there for a long, hard minute. He said, well, well, yeah, I believe in God. No, I said, wait a minute. Now, this ain't no tithing conversation, but I want you to process the information that's being put before you. This is answering Jerome's question. If you don't let go of your seeds, do you believe Watch in yourself. the one who provides the seeds? Watch Shoot. yourself. Shoot. And there's your problem, Jerome. Because if you're a preacher or anybody in any faith and you ain't given some percentage of your income, you do not believe. You go through the believing practices. You've got the believing mannerisms but you do not believe therefore that preacher grace ain't allowed to get up and tell y'all nothing because if you ain't letting go of your seeds and giving it to the ground you can't talk about nothing you can't talk about belief because you clearly don't believe it you can't talk about receiving because you clearly ain't receiving that's the bible Believe receive. So you can't even talk about this Bible. Sit down until you start giving it. That's exactly what I did. Just now, so be clear. Right. Now, 
your pastor. Hold on, before you, hold on, before you finish. That's Jerome's answer. So what's my problem? Y'all don't believe. Y'all have practices that give you the illusion that you understand life, but you don't do the very simple thing that dominates life. It ain't that hard. Neither is money. Okay, go ahead, Grace. First of all, you're correct. You know, <laughs> you're correct. I, I I had to tell Jerome, you know. Second of all, second of all, your pastor said the same thing the other day. He said, I, you know, he mentioned a pastor's name. He said, so-and-so said, if you don't tithe, you really don't have the right to pray. Because how you go ask for more when you live in... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn, I thought I said it hard. <laughs> yeah. It's true. How you go it's how you true. go ask for more and you hadn't given? Yeah. It's yeah. true. Now let me let me help everybody. This is not a tithing conversation. This is a conversation that understands that you are a steward of everything you have on this planet. And if you're not giving, then you don't understand none of these seasons. You are not reaping and you're not believing. And you cannot walk around in receiving mode when you're too afraid to let go. Okay, example. So if I needed $5,000 today and Melissa said, you know what, I'm going to give you $5,000. And I said, I'm going to catch you next time, Lord. That's that's an example of what you, <laughs> what you said. That's, a, that's an example. Absolutely. <laughs> let me give you a more, let me give you a smaller example that we do daily this i could, I could just from pick anyone because what we because y'all think y'all think big decisions affect your life you only make three big decisions a year but you're making thirty thousand decisions a day this is what's this is what's creating your <laughs> what's your, your harvest your attraction all right so great i said grace you need five thousand dollars a day grace goes first thing she did she get nervous okay that's so fine that's fine that's that's part of the process nothing wrong with that uh, there's plenty of people who have been called by a lot got nervous at first and changed the world was nervous the whole time ain't nothing wrong with that keep that it means you're not depending on you come on jerome but you're depending on god then you gotta happy you know that's that's an old school talk yes that's the old school talk you understand there ain't nothing wrong with that and then grace goes okay then don't change nothing. The same thing Grace did yesterday is the same thing she did today. Same amount of phone calls, same amount of text messages, and that's what we do. That's what we do. And if I was to pass around this microphone, which I will not because I don't want to embarrass nobody, y'all going to have to admit your 10 days of January have looked about the same. uh-huh if you i've been doing good at tonyo okay did you get better did you go harder if you lay down to sleep and you can't get to sleep you shouldn't have laid down to sleep time your head hit that pillow you should be exhausted prophet jerry should have fallen nine times this year 
trying to walk. Did you hear what I said? Deanna should be mad at me. Programming. Okay, you, you, you get me? Grace, if you're doing venture capitalists, you should be doing every boring thing you don't want to do. Every, I mean, you should be reading dumb books. Understand the economy. You and Phil should have economy talks. <laughs> you should be watching C-SPAN. <laughs> you should. You should be reading classic. You should have Googled classic books on, it's not just venture capitalists. I mean, zero to one. There's plenty of them. You should know who Peter Thiel is and, and what Y Combinator is and how many businesses have come out of Y Combinator successful as unicorns alone and how many non-unicorns have come out of Y Combinator and are successful and then how many unicorns have come out of Y Combinator and have failed. You should know all that. You should. You should know how many rounds of investments Twitter has had and Uber. And if you don't, that don't mean you're wrong. It just means that it's January and winter and you haven't start receiving and it's time for you to start planting these seeds. I can assure you, remember I told you every community has exactly what it needs for everybody in the community to get to the next level. I promise you, if you ask me, Phil, and Ibrahim, for books on people who made money or books on business, you'll get you too many books. You won't even be able to finish reading this year. <laughs> you won't. And that goes for everybody. It goes for everybody. It goes for everybody. Why? Why? Antonio, why are you saying this? Because I just want y'all to get something. I want you to get that we're all programmed. And for some reason, we all forget that even we, us, me, you, I, I, first person singular, even I am programmed, all of us. So I want to show you something real quick. And then what I'm going to do, Grace, after I show you, I want to tell you why I wrenched around and wrenched it off. Is that okay, Grace? Yeah. Everybody, where's Melissa? I, I'm not. I'm not doing this to Melissa. I'm not. I'm not doing it to she. I know she's here. But I'm here. Okay. Watch this here. Who knows who Nicholas Sansbury Smith is? I don't know him like you do, but I only know I know of him because of you. Nicholas Sansbury Smith, how many books? Let's see. How many books has Nicholas Sansbury Smith oh, sold? Let's do that real quick. All right. He's a New York Times bestselling author and USA Today. And let's see. I don't know. All right. Let's find out his net worth there. You've done New York best time uh, bestsellers as least one hundred fifty thousand books. All right, at least one hundred fifty thousand books. 
So everybody okay with that? Melissa's the smartest one of us. So at least that. So watch this here. Go live right now. Oh, I forgot to share right. Read my mind next time, Grace. Do better. You never go live on an empty stomach. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Live here on Keystroke Medium. I am Josh Hayes here with Scott Moon and uh, the one and only Chuck Manley, who has come back from a long hiatus of the show. Hi, guys. Uh, it, it's uh, season four. For episode five, and today, Nicholas Sansbury Smith returns to the show, um, the author of the Extin Extinction Cycle and Helldivers, and several other series. Uh, Orbs is a uh, hit the USA Today bestseller list. Uh, I think it wasn't wasn't one of those a uh, New York Times bestseller, wasn't it? Orbs. Helldivers. 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 Yeah. Yep. Um. We uh, we're going through kind of a transition on the show uh, we, where we used to do uh, one episode a week. Now we're doing three, um, well, four, and so uh, we're pumping out a whole bunch of video and content for uh, the viewers and listeners. If this is the first time uh, you've ever watched us live, welcome. If it's not the first time uh, you've listened or watched us and you're just now joining in, where have you been my whole life? Because you should have been here this whole time. <laughs> uh, they're eating tacos in the live chat. So welcome everybody in the live chat. Uh, thanks for coming and hanging out with us on this Monday night. Digital uh, tacos. Digital tacos. No, everyone um, likes a digital taco. Yeah, you, they're less fattening, I hear. The the calories yeah, are not pretty much as many as you want. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, so... Everybody, thanks for coming and spending time with us on uh, a Monday. And uh, Nick, I know you've been on the show before, and we hung out a lot in Vegas, and we have some some good times. And um, but for those of our our, our audience that might not know uh, who you are and what you do, would you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about uh, how you got started in writing? Well, I'm Nicholas Sansbury Smith, and yes, that is my real name. I've had a few people actually that's been coming up more lately than it ever has. Um, I'm a hybrid author. I do both self-publishing, which is where I got my start. And then I have uh, traditional publishers, worked with Simon Schuster in the past, uh, that series. I am pausing it because right now, half of you should have got your mind blown that he's hybrid, both self-publishing and traditional publishing right now. Yeah, I was gonna ask what that meant. Thank you. That, yes. I now have back. Um, and then uh, my extinction cycle is with Orbit, and my Helldiver series is with Blackstone Publishing. And I have several other series coming out with Blackstone as well. Um, and then I have my Orb series, which I had initially self-published, went to Simon Schuster, now it's back. Uh, I self-published it again. And my Tracker series has been self-published all along. All right, stop this real quick. This Tracker series, which is, I just moved. It's USA Today, hundreds of thousands of copies, plus his Orb series. Started off self-publishing. <clears throat> he sold so many copies, Ooster um, or whatever, picked them up. And then he's going to tell you that he bought his stuff back for five, $6,000. He's going to tell you. Then he's self-publishing it now. So right now, this man, <clears throat> see Orbs is right here behind him. That's actually my favorite series of his. I'm weird. And then 
trackers is not behind him. It could be this right here, but the trackers is not behind him. And I want you to understand this New York Times and USA. This is New York Times bestseller right there. I don't know what all these all ones in USA Today. Uh, probably the extension cycles are super hot. This man's New York Times bestselling author, USA Today, and he self-publishes today. Keep listening. So those are my four different series. And um, I would say uh, I started off just basically selling Kindle books and not too many of them. And then uh, I've been in the trenches for the past five years. But now um, I moved into audio and that's probably where my books have been doing the best lately. Um, kind of even so more so than Kindle. So that's a little bit of a history. I, before I, I started writing, I worked for Iowa Homeland uh, Security and Emergency Management and Disaster Mitigation, uh, working with FEMA and other organizations in disaster uh, cleanup, preparedness, and and mitigation, um, doing disaster planning, and, and I was a project manager as well. So that's kind of my life before writing. Uh, that's where I've gotten some of my experience in writing. And yeah, that's that's about it. What uh, you said you started off with self-publishing. What what, what uh, series was that? The first one that you started. That was uh, back in 2014, I believe. Started writing that in 2013. I actually have to. I'd probably have to look at Goodreads to figure out when that came out. But yeah, it's been it's been like five years. And you said that was Orbs. Sorry, you cut out just a little bit. With Orbs. Um. You mentioned that you you started self-publishing and then you went to Simon & Schuster and then now you're back at, at uh, self-publishing the, the Orb series. Um, uh, talk a little bit about that transition and, and tell us a little bit about why why going back and forth was good for you and, and maybe why it wasn't good. But when Orbs came out, um, it was I just launched it at 99 cents and it really kind of went viral. Um, and that was my, it just was kind of a runaway hit. And I, I started getting, you know, different types of inquiries from audio. Let me pause right here real quick. The 99 cent Kindle books, 99 cent, you get, you get the author gets to walk away with 67% of that when you self publish and traditional publishers have hated it, have hated it. That's, that's the noise right now. And it's been the noise the same way traditional directors and screenwriters hate Marvel. And the hero, the superhero movies. Yeah, I've heard that. You know what I'm saying? They hate the superhero movies. It's which are the highest grossing movies of all time and the highest grossing movies in the last decade, but they hate them because it's taken away from the art. So the same energy. Oh, let's let's go there. And then you have your traditional salespeople and marketers hate social media because it's taken away from the art. These are people not adapting to technology and the people who don't adapt to technology end up buying and publishing the people who do adapt to technology or getting put out of business by them pay attention to that because we're talking about the importance of distribution audiobook publishers and then eventually simon schuster we're talking with 47 north I ended up landing an agent and that's what really started my um, getting my feet wet in traditional publishing eventually we decided what about that transition and and tell us a little bit about why why going back and forth was good for you and and maybe why it wasn't good but 
when orbs came out um it was i just launched it at 99 cents and it really kind of went viral um and that was my it just was kind of a runaway hit and i i started getting you know different types of inquiries from audiobook publishers and then eventually simon schuster we're talking with 47 north i ended up landing an agent and that's what really started my um, getting my feet wet in traditional publishing eventually we decided to go with simon schuster and um they got the books in the paperback they got them into stores but over the course of the life of that series which was a trilogy at the time um the Kindle books, they did okay, but nothing near what I had done in, in KDP. And then the paperbacks, you know, they did okay too, but um, I ended up not even earning out my advance, which wasn't too big. Uh, and I bought the rights back. I think it was like five or $6,000 by, by the end of the four years. And I bought the rights back and self-published them again and um, made that money back within the first couple of weeks. And I think, uh, about forty, fifty thousand dollars on that series now, just from publishing it in a, in a self publishing a year. So that kind of. All right, just hold on. Time out. We just got a little bit more to go. Did the traditional publishing with this Orb series, this series right here, which is fantastic, my favorite. And he didn't even make his advance. Bought it back for five, six thousand dollars, and then made that back in a couple of weeks, and now he's at fifty thousand for orb series and this was three years ago it's way more popular now you know how it took apple what 40 years to get a trillion dollars and it took them eight months to get to two trillion yeah that that kind of exponential growth this is three years ago keep paying attention it just shows you um what I didn't know at the time was that how much more you can make in self-publishing if you do it right. Um, a traditional publishing deal is awesome, and I was pretty excited about it, and it was great having my books in bookstores. But seeing the royalty rate and um, also there's a thing called returns. <laughs> I did not know about yep. where literally <laughs> Barnes & Noble can send back whatever they don't sell, and that comes out of the royalties. So I get some statements that were like, oh, that looks awesome, and then other statements that I saw negative on them. And it was, so that, you know, overall it was a good experience. I learned a lot, but I promised myself I was never gonna do another traditional deal unless I got an advance that I felt was worth it and and worth it in the terms of they, it's going to pay me more than what i make self-publishing or it's going to take the gamble out of self-publishing so that's where i really and that's one thing i talk about when i do like marketing speeches and talking about my career is okay whenever people ask now pause it because i want him to explain one more thing he just blew the top off of this conversation but i'm not even sure if y'all caught that so i'm gonna rewind it and then i want him to say how he marketed, he's about to talk about his marketing. And what he just said, Jerome, was, and this is important for you, right? You got four book series plus in the color a couple of the books. So this is this is important for Ibrahim. Like this is this is very important. This is very relevant for this audience. That he wasn't, he was excited about his traditional publisher then. It was like, ah, but but you know, uh, it was great. It was something called returns, and I had I didn't even know about returns, so I watched this interview. But, but that's okay, because he's not talking bad about it because he's back into a traditional publishing deal, 
now. He's back into one, but they obviously made it work as well. But I want you to hear what he said. Unless it's worth the advances, it's worth what I can do myself, self-publishing, that's power. That means the next time he talked to a traditional publisher, he told them. They negotiated with him. He didn't negotiate with them. If you, if you, if Antonio. You yes, sir. So there's a stand-up comedian, Andrew Schultz. I don't know if you know about him. Mm -hmm. He he also does a podcast with uh, Charlemagne. Um, and he built his own platform called Flagrant 2. So basically what he did was he had short stand-up clips of one minute, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes. And that was because he noticed that people don't watch whole stand-up comedy specials on the internet. They watch small videos. So he's like, why would I be dumb enough to shoot a whole special? So he published like 100, 200 clips. Charlemagne hooked him up to uh, Joe Rogan or Joe Rogan discovered him. I don't know, whatever. But when he hopped on Joe Rogan, Rogan uh, gives you a whole new audience. People search for him. Hundreds of clips show up. Suddenly he has this huge audience. So what he does is he develops a podcast platform and he does not do a comedy special with Comedy Central, with HBO. He doesn't do it. He just continues doing his podcast. And what's interesting is he eventually ends up getting guest roles in so many movies. But what he highlights is that because he has his own audience, He's able to do the stuff that he wants to do in Hollywood instead of doing everything Hollywood wants him to do, okay? And then he says, and I think it also translates to professional speaking is like, if you have your own audience, then you can go and give keynotes that you want to do, not the keynotes that the corporate XYZ wants you to talk on, you know? It's like- it's, it's your leverage. It's your trading power. Like I was listening to him talk about his stuff and I was like, oh, so he's, he's talking about trading power. He's like, yeah. he's Antonio off comedy. <laughs> and, and he did something groundbreaking recently, which was he filmed a comedy special for a streaming giant. He won't name that streaming giant. Uh, probably Netflix. Okay. He got notes on uh, some jokes that he has to edit. Guess what he does? He spends hundreds of thousands and buys back the rights of his comedy special that isn't even released yet, not market tested. But his audience trusted him enough. That he was like, we're going to do a pay-per-view event of that stand-up comedy. Like, we're going to do a premiere. That special is going to come online at the same time. Everyone's going to be watching it at the same time, we'll be tweeting about it. We'll have this right. chat section. And he used Moment House, which I think even you can contact them to do premieres like that. So uh, he used Moment House. He built this whole moment where everyone can come online at the same time, watch it. And he made three times the money back setting stand-up comedy history. So now other stand-up comics are also self-funding their specials and doing these premieres. But what's really valuable is that he hasn't shunned the industry. He has just committed 
to building his own leverage so that he then goes to the industry. It's like Netflix specials were a thing when they would put you on a map. You know, the money isn't good, but at least they give you an audience. If I have my own audience, I don't need, like I make more money from my Patreon. So the only, and he's like, the only reason I wanted to get on like a proper Netflix or something was because my parents don't respect YouTube and they're never going to respect YouTube because they're from a different generation. So uh, he he also did something with Netflix and he's going to be in a traditional Hollywood movie. Uh, you know that one that came uh, that's coming out with uh, Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're talking yeah, about it right now. Yeah, he's got a guest role in that as well. So Andrew Schultz is like a guy you should be following as well because he really does this whole trading uh, power leverage, the whole thing that you talk about. He does that within comedy and he kind of treats content the same way as you do. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah, definitely a guy you should be following. He, I, he just got followed. Good. Did y'all catch everything Ibrahim said? Because it is all... It's like I said, Lord, send me someone to reinforce what I am saying. And Ibrahim just went for it. Okay, this is fantastic. Pay attention because we're talking about the power of distribution. Ask me, do you need an agent? Do you need a, a publisher? I say, my response is, can they do something that you can't do for yourself? Boy, you better talk. I'm sorry. My bad. I'm supposed to stay partial during my presentations. But wait, wait, wait. What, what did he just say? Can I'm you sorry. do something? He, that's my fault. <laughs> so I'm telling you. He was preaching. He was preaching. Yeah. Yes, sir. With my art, with my art and uh, with the whole cartoons and everything, what I'm doing is I've built my writing practice to be like to completely cover everything I need financially. Smart. And and then what that means is that I don't have to sell my artwork for cheap. Mm-hmm. I don't have to lower the price of my books. I don't have to do exhibitions uh, that I don't want to do. I don't have to do anything in that art space for money. So it, it has to be worth my while for me to do it. So it's all about building your independence. So the thing that you really want to take up the thing that you want to build the brand that you want to build is not affected uh by the things that you need to do so this author he might he might have to do some things like he might have to produce new entries in a series that is popular for the money but at least he's getting 90% of it. At least he's getting 60% of it. At least he's getting 80% of it instead of getting 30% and having that risk of copies being sent to him. So I think it has, uh, one has to seriously like give what they're building the room to breathe. You know, you don't uh, like with your metaphor of planting, you don't start harvesting from a seedling, right? Mm-mm. So, so if you're farming, you better have a different food source to sustain you until your harvest is ready, right? right? And so many people start their business, start their consulting practice, start their coaching practice, start their speaking careers, and want that to be their sole income right away. And that really is like, oh, I'm hungry. Let me start planting. 
It doesn't matter the strategies you give them, man. It doesn't matter the fertilizer you give them. It doesn't matter the seeds you give them. It's going to be ruined because they, they started it wrong. You have to have right. a different source that's feeding you uh, while you're busy planting. Right. And that's when you can afford to have the, the faith that it's going to grow. Because a farmer who has to feed his family for dinner and he started planting at lunchtime... <laughs> will never have faith that that thing will grow because it will not grow by the time he needs it. So the, the, having that something to sustain you, something to cover your needs, to cover your uh, debt repayments, all of that stuff, when you have something that covers that, you can afford to have faith over the long run, you know? That's right. That's right. Your, your past actions can make your faith more relevant and stronger and anybody who waits to lunch to plant seeds for dinner is a faithless fool that don't make no sense that don't make no sense grace what he said was when he do his marketing talks because now he's a keynote speaker as ibrahim was talking about because that's what that's what happens people say well should i do a traditional publisher deal should i get an agent and his answer is publishing or it's going to take the gamble out of self-publishing so that's where I've really, and that's one thing I talk about when I do like marketing speeches and talking about my career is whenever people ask me, do you need an agent? Do you need a, a publisher? I say, my response is, can they do something that you can't do for yourself? And do they take the gambling out of publishing? Because truly, no matter who you are, um, self-publishing is still a gamble in, in terms of how much you can possibly make. You might make seven figures on one series and make 50 grand on the next series. You might make nothing. So, I mean, those are big numbers, but I'm talking about some of the big names that, that we see all the time in the rankings. Sometimes, like even me, like my, my tracker series did not do um, even close to what I hoped it would do compared to the extinction cycle. So, um, when I talk about traditional deals, I always say you really need to have something on the table that's going to take that worry out of your mind that you're not going to possibly do that well. That's what Ibrahim just said. And we said. can talk more about That's what Ibrahim just said. Trying to have someone on the table to take that worry out of your mind. Now he's going to then explain how he's a hustler and he does his marketing himself. That's why he bought his rice back from the first book because they didn't do marketing as good as he did. That's how he even got discovered. And now I wrap this section up by telling all of you listening to me that you live in the greatest time to ever have lived. Because if you have even the basic knowledge of marketing and you have a strong work ethic, you will pass up most people. Just basic level of marketing. But if you post every day, uh-oh, just lost 90% of y'all. <laughs> you post every day. If you if you you get up there, you you if you just do it, it will work out for you. And that's mind-blowing. Why is it mind-blowing? Because he's not talking about self-help, self-publishing. He's not talking about tradition. He's saying they're both good because he still does both today. And something, someone yesterday told me, I, I, well, it's been happening for a week, 
Like, go ahead and look up Nicholas Sanford Smith. Like, just, just look because I just, I just, I just read his books. And I found them by accident. Same way I found Grant Cardone. I just read his books. I think I've been through three series of his or something like that. Maybe two, two or three. But the whole thing. I just read his books. And kept saying, do some search. And so when I went and just typed in his name, I saw immediately in one of the previews, it said something like, um, self published sensation turned New York Times bestseller author. And I was like, what the hell? That's not supposed to happen. And then, of course, that's what made me. So when I did this and I watched this interview yesterday, I sat there and said I had to show it to y'all. There's a couple of things there. For one... What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. I am continuously in between programming, working on my craft by studying other people. No different than Andrew Schultz, no different than Ibrahim, no different than Phil Sorrentino. I need to know what y'all are doing. Now, here's the point of this. We're about to open up for a major discussion. He pulled this off because he controlled his distribution. Did he borrow Amazons to go viral? Sure he did. Did he turn that into his own audience? Sure he did. Does he have different conversations when people come to him now? Of course they do. He has, according to him, at least in 2017, he has one book with a traditional publisher, one series, and another one with the series, and he's got independent series coming. Plus, he still self-publishes trackers and he still self-publishes Orbs. And I read both of those. Orbs is my favorite. Extinction is my second favorite. Trackers is my third. So I want you to think about that. Because now he has toys in stores. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I'm, I'm, I'm seriously like, he's got little hell diver toys. You know, little action ring, action figurines from controlling his distribution. So when I tell y'all, build your audience. And I've been saying, I've been screaming it for six years. When I tell you, go ahead, make him your community. There's three types of traffic, this, 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 and that. Post every day. It doesn't matter if it sucks. Somebody is going to follow you because you have more discipline than just post every day. This is what I'm talking about. The idea, and this is this what blew my mind. And I don't care what Melissa say. It blow her mind too. As this man went from self-publishing to USA Today and New York Times bestseller. I was like, wow, that's incredible. And still self-publishes while having a traditional deal. Now that's what really cooks, cooks my little noodle. 
it was already amazing that he went from self-publishing to that. And I was like, man, can't get no better than that. And then to find out he still self-publishes blows my mind. I still, I'm still having a hard time wrapping my head around Denzel Washington self-publishing books. I'm still having a hard time wrapping my head around that. Still having a hard time with that. But it just goes to show you, and it doesn't matter if this is a model or not. I'm not arguing for a model. I'm arguing for, that's what I said at the beginning, we're our program. Right? We're our program. But when you control your distribution, you can break all the rules. It don't matter. You can break them all. All right. Melissa, since you're the publisher of us all, we'll let you go first. You say whatever you want to say, and then we'll we'll piggyback off of what you're saying. Well, if we keep this on the books, there's a trick. You have to market your books. That's what he's doing. That's why he's a New York bestseller. He's marketing. It, he piggybacked from having the traditional publisher using their name to be able to position his books. Now, when he markets, now he has a name because he piggybacked off their names. Right, no doubt. Can't disagree with that. But he got a name first to even pull off what you what you just said. So it's a little, yeah, a little bit both hands. Yes, sir. Well, Louis C.K. did something like that as well. So he got his traction in the comedy clubs in Boston, right? Mm -hmm. Then he ends up on the Tonight Show. He does Letterman. He does all the traditional industry shit. He does an HBO hour. And he develops an audience. Uh, but what he does, more interestingly, what he does is he uh, builds an email list. And then he releases his first comedy special completely 100% online. Just and and guess what? He literally writes, I know you can probably pirate this because it's online, but can you please just not do that? And that was his anti-piracy measure, and it worked because he made well over a million. And then he became the first, like he was the precursor to Schultz doing a live premiere of a recorded special. Uh, he just basically digitally distributed it and he made a lot of money. And that's why when when he got canceled. Uh, he basically came out and he apologized and he said, it's my time to listen and I'm going to just going to go away for a couple of, of years was because he was just making money offline using his email list. And what's very interesting about Louis is that when Louis uh, was touring, he, he actually negotiated with theaters and all of these um, places and he negotiated in such a way that he would have to take a pay cut. He would have to pay more to the theater. So nobody was paying service charges for the tickets for the people who were coming in. And he mentioned that in his email. He said, guys, the ticket prices are low because I'm betting on a large number of you guys showing up. And that's why uh, your overall service charges are exempt and whatever you're exempt from the service charges. And people uh, packed up like uh, theaters while he was like canceled. But what Melissa is saying is that he actually got a lot of exposure from going yeah. mainstream. 
um, becoming a New York Times bestseller, and he's leveraging that as well. Similarly, when Louis was everywhere, right? Right before Me Too, Louis was everywhere. He was in movies, all of that stuff. He had an FX show. He developed all of that audience would go to louisck.com, get funneled right into his email list. So when he got canceled, he could still reach a majority of that audience as well. So it works like that. You build your traction, you're taken to the mainstream, and then you just have to be wise enough to not take that audience for granted and funnel them into your uh, email list. I think what this specific author is not mentioning while he's saying marketing, marketing, it's not just social media. He probably has an email list that he's servicing. And oh, that's yeah. the, email. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so marketing is just a stand-in when it comes to books. Uh, it's a stand-in for email lists. He probably, just like Louis C.K., he probably has, a, just like Donald Trump, he probably has an email list. Donald Trump is another one, right? He got his traction as this TV personality, becomes the United States president, suddenly a whole new level of exposure. Guess what he does? He just develops his email list. So once he's no longer the president, never going to be the president again, right? He still has access to that email list. And to them, he sells the dream of him becoming a president again. And he collects a donation. So, so again, it's all the same thing. You, you develop the initial audience. You get taken to the mainstream. So, so you extract a bigger audience if you're wise. If you're not wise, you just assume you're going to stay in the mainstream. And then people just lose interest or you just don't get a new deal in when you're just setting. Yeah, yeah. And in, in that respect, you and, and Melissa are, are, are brilliantly correct. Uh, what she said, what you said. And he, he's got a list because he self-publishes and they got to go through him to even get, he started off self-publishing. So he would have kept that list for sure. Plus he's got his own fan club that you have to prove that you read his books just to get inside of two. So I know he markets there first because I've been watching him do it for his last two books. I've read a couple of interviews yesterday as well. He sits down for 10 hours a day and he pumps out books. That's all he does. 10 hours, he writes 10 hours a day, every day, and just pumps out books. There you go. Good. Melissa said brilliant things. The mere fact that um, she pointed out how you can use Treant Press to then create whatever you're trying to create is the point. Treant Press is using you. Yeah, I mean, if you are, if you are, if you have a Netflix special, then you should let people know as seen on Netflix because they're definitely poaching your audience. That's why they even signed you in the first place. This is how you grow. This is, this is, this is, I'm sorry, I'm streaming. This is the, the, one of the lessons for masterclasses. Let's start off with 10 celebrities, right? Let's start off with 10 celebrities and post their audiences. And then now, you know, it's hundreds of celebrities and stuff like that. So this is a proper growth formula. Ain't nothing wrong with that for sure. Go ahead, Phil. Can you use the analogy like this? We can go fishing. Now we can go fishing in the ocean, we can go fishing in a creek, we can go fishing in a river, we can go fishing in a pond, we can go fishing. But the smart thing to do is create your own pond, you put the fish in it, and then go fishing in your own pond. Isn't that what you're trying to do here? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Except for I'm not trying, Jerome, to like 
grow one fish. I'll just take your fish and start off with a whole generation of fish in yeah, my bring pond. your fish to my pond. Bring <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if the metaphor is developed enough, but I'm just thinking like that. No, that's a perfect metaphor. Yeah, no, it's a perfect, it's a perfect metaphor because I want to fish in my pond, no matter how long it takes. No matter how long it takes, no matter no matter how stupid I look, I am far better off looking stupid in my pond than looking smart in yours. Far better off. Always. Always. And why you know? But if you do this, I hear you. That's for somebody else, Shelly. That ain't for me. That's that's not for me. That's not my testimony because I like the idea of controlling my own destiny. I don't like running for president and I'm broke. And there's a reason I give you a great example. Donald Trump character aside whatever you may want to say it's a billionaire when he ran for president you can't control a billionaire it makes sense when you think about the only billionaire to ever run to ever win presidents acted like a billionaire in the presidents i'm not telling you this is right or wrong and i'm not telling you billionaires act like this i'm just saying that he didn't have to be, he had to shut up and be quiet so he can walk away with a book deal. He had six books before he walked in. He didn't, he, he didn't need to be like Obama and play the game so he can walk and get TV deals. Donald Trump was on TV when he walked in. I'm not telling you this is right. And he didn't have to. And he didn't have to uh, play nice to get approval so, ratings, because because he 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 didn't. He, hate was what got him into the office, so he wasn't out there playing nice for love. Yeah, just is what it is. He had a whole show based off "You're Fired." He been playing the villain. I'm not telling you to play the villain. I'm simply saying when you control your distribution, like Donald Trump, you can get away with some things when you don't control your distribution you can't have top secret documents on your porch and grab people by the cubic hairs you can't do that should that be your goals no <laughs> absolutely not no should be your goals none of them but the point is still taken and understood that when you control your distribution, you can go to Coachella and say, y'all keep y'all money. I'm filming. Do you understand the unmitigated gall Beyonce had to have to say, now nah, I'm bringing in my camera crew. Don't worry about y'all's. Can you imagine, can you imagine going to FIFA World Cup, the biggest sports event in the world that is true? Because is there any live event bigger than Coachella? Because I'm confused in music if there is one. No, music, not entertainment, but music. So until proven otherwise, I'm going to go, if this is to that, then that is to this. Beyonce walked into the FIFA of music concerts and said, ah, keep your little stupid cameras. I'm filming in here. Imagine, just imagine if Lionel Messi goes, hey, 
I brought my own, brought my own film crew. For hey, and, Antonio. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo, um, he he because he and his partner aren't married, and he has to play for Saudi. Saudi might be bending their laws, making an exception specifically for him mm-hmm. to come and live with his girlfriend while he's in the country. Uh-huh. I read something similar and, to that yeah, last and, week. And, and by the way, Antonio, Black Twitter is like, girl, if he'd rather ask a country to change their laws <laughs> than to ask you to marry you, why are you with him? <laughs> Black Twitter is like a resource. It's a precious gold resource of the social media. <laughs> and the social media. Think about this, Diana. Why is this important? Because you're getting ready to do, you're getting ready to be a platform as a service. That means you control distribution because you're coding it right now. Why is this important for Melissa? Because she is building distribution, calling it a factory from the ground up right now. Why is it important for Ibrahim? Because Ibrahim can go from cartoon book to cartoon series, plural, if he properly do his distribution. And it can't just be Instagram. It ha- as he wisely said himself, has to go from Instagram to traffic he controls at some point without alienating Instagram in itself. Because there's no reason. I, even though there's need to kill Instagram to build his list. And if you listen to what Nicholas Sainsbury Smith said, he's not saying, oh, I prefer either one. The question he posed in there was real. If you're going to publish me, but he was saying it to the audience, agent, can you do something I can't do for myself? He's taking the approach, I could market me. Can you market me better than me? You get it? That's powerful. That is very, very, very powerful because that puts you in a different conversation pattern with whomever you're speaking. It does. It makes everything negotiable. It actually puts you in, as Ibrahim said, trading power to where you don't have no problems dealing with all this stuff. Go ahead, Jerome. That's why I'm with Melissa. That's why. Because she can market me better than I can market me. Hello. That's right. If you if you're not listening, that's right. <laughs> right. I mean, if you if you can't get you into Walmart, and you gotta go, with Melissa. Please, please, my friends, please, Grace. This is why I started off this way. What comes after spring, Grace? That's why I did this. That's why I did this. Because fall. Oh, and summer. And Sorry, summer. Summer. And what comes after summer? Fall. And what comes after fall? Winter. So why are we broke in the winter when we knew it was coming? This is why I started off. I spent 28, 30 minutes because I knew y'all was going to watch that video. We was going to have this talk and you was going to go, wow, and do nothing. I even said, I don't want my pearls to be cast on swine. Didn't I say that, Jerome? All right, this is swine check time. What you going to do? Thank you, Mr. Smith. Thank you. Yes, sir. 
we are swine checking. What are you going to do? Because this applies to every industry on this call right now. Every single industry on this call, you should be taking your marketing for a purpose. You're not posting to be popular. That's dumb. You're posting for power. Let's let that sit there for a little bit. Okay, Melissa, get ready to come back and say something else. I'm sure by now you've thought about something since you're the smartest person on the subject. I definitely want you to speak again on something that you just started about the subject. Just give me one minute or so. I want you all to stop learning and I want you to take seriously that whatever you're doing would be a lot easier if you controlled your distribution. But you're trained, you're taught, you're begging Amazon, please accept me. Please. Does Freen mm -hmm. also distribute on Amazon? I don't know. We do. Oh, there you go. We have okay. fourteen. We have fourteen hundred places we distribute to. 1400. Oh, that's great. That is great. <laughs> Melissa, you got the mic. Go ahead. <laughs> See, you need certain publishers to go into certain places. Right. Otherwise, you have to beg these distribution centers like Walmart, Target, and things like this to take what your product is. If you work with the distribution center, which is basically what Trient's doing, then you use their network to have your distribution until you figure out how to approach these distribution centers. I love it. <clears throat> Let's, let us, uh, first of all, I gotta, uh, Janice, remind me, I have a podcast interview with Sandra at 11, so I'll be doing that. In a second, let's, Melissa, come back to the microphone. Right here. What, what can you do now with Tree and Press that you could not do four years ago? Four years ago, I didn't have distribution. I was completely reliant on Amazon. Okay, break, give us details okay. about that. Well, four years ago, Trina didn't exist. I was a, I was an author working for a publisher. The publisher only worked with Amazon. They had one distribution route. That was the only thing they wanted to do. As the director of marketing, I kept looking for other distribution routes and got fed up and left that publisher to create Treant because there's 1,400 plus distribution routes. Actually, it's the last, hello, that's just- hello, hello, uh -oh. Sorry, you go. That's just in the US. If you go global, which we are technically global, but I just don't advertise too much, then you have 800 distribution routes in Norway. You can get into Norway if you have a factory in Norway. Where's Trian going to put the second factory? In Norway. In Norway. You can get into Southeast Asia if you have a partnership with the Southeast Asia. 
Does Trian have a partnership with Southeast Asia? Yes, we do. We haven't launched it yet. You have to know where the distribution routes is. It takes a lot of research to find where you want to go. As an author, do you want to do the research or do you want to pay someone to do the research for you? That sounds brilliant. So if you're Jerome, what? Antonio. Yes, sir. You know, what she's saying about distribution kind of reminds me of uh, a lyric from a track I was listening to today. It's Metro and 21 Savage. So, of course, I cannot say the whole line. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll politen it up. Eh? Um, so he says, rich man. Yeah, rich man. I buy you my friendship with the bank. That's I buy powerful. you my friendship with the bank. It's like I buy you my friendship with the distribution, with the That's extended right. distribution. You know, you, you, you tap into someone else's network like that. That's right. That's, that's a rich man, by the way. Rich man. <laughs> okay. He just, for whatever reason, he just reminded me of something. Well, he just triggered my brain to think of something. But I'll say it after Melissa. Melissa, Jerome needs advice he doesn't but we're just we're making this up okay we're making this okay up. okay we're making this up what would you tell him and, and listen let me give jerome a goal jerome's goal is to become not just bestseller he wants to be gary v okay he wants to be gary v there you go what would you tell him with your understanding and distribution centers etc well, one, you have to have the distribution centers. So who are you partnering with with distribution? Are you going with YouTube? Are you going with Netflix? Are you going to Roofku? Are you going with Trent for books? How many distribution outlets are you going to? And now what are you doing to market yourself while your distribution's marketing within their networks? That sounded very smart. Can you break it down in hood talk for me and Grace as she got a thumb up? <laughs> okay, I will try this. <laughs> okay, so you have the distribution on YouTube. You're doing your podcast on YouTube. What are you doing to market, not promote, but market to get people to go to YouTube? Are you going to a influencer and saying, hey, I'm an influencer. I have this podcast. Can you give me items? And I will do a 30-second commercial within my podcast. Okay. Now you're getting paid three times. We like that. Like, anybody else like getting paid three times? Anybody else? Okay, yes. yeah, like that. Yes. Good. I did the same thing recently with the AI4 conference. Same thing she just said. I did it. Did it recently. So good. Outstanding. See, you did a good job putting it up. See, I told you. She's an honorary Black woman. This is what Ibrahim triggered in my mind. Harry Potter. I have no idea why. Well, you know, it was. I, I get it. Because the rich man, I buy you access with my bank, you know, with the bank. It triggered in my mind Harry Potter. Why? Because Harry Potter, who's ever 
went to Netflix. Watch this here. This, this is how crazy this is. Who's ever binge watch Harry Potter on Netflix? Yeah, you haven't, and you you probably will never. Let's think about that for a moment. Not, not on Netflix, no. Not you have to go up to Paramount Plus. Okay, okay. So I haven't I'm sure it's it's on Paramount Plus then. Think about this. Think about it. You almost can't find Harry Potter stuff unless you go to Pottermore Publishing. You're missing it. Let's 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 go with. Um, we're gonna go to Google this time, Grace. Okay, we're gonna get off of DuckDuckGo. We're actually gonna go to Google. All right, we're gonna let Google track me for this one. Harry Potter Publishing Company. Let me go here. Oh yes, I know my VPN. Y'all will be alright. It's just rotating IP addresses every five minutes. It's not a big deal. I guess those are cars. All right, then. And then it was originally published with Bloomsburg in the United Kingdom and blah, blah, blah. And now it's all under Pottermore Publishing. This means she bought those back, didn't she? Okay. Now, before we finish there, Pottermore Publishing, Let's take Ibrahim's quote. Hey, I buy you friendship with my bank. Pottermore Publishing might as well be a bank. If you go to Amazon right now, if you go to Amazon right now and type in Harry Potter, I know because I went back and bought all the books here recently. If you go here, what you're going to discover and so it'll make it easy for you. Oh, that's nice. Oh, okay, oh, I got distracted by Harry Potter. Sorry. I got to stop getting distracted because I'm such a fan, such a fanboy. So sorry. If you come here, here's Harry Potter. And then you see J.K. Rowling, blah, blah, blah. And as you come and you look at all this beautiful stuff and you say, well, I wonder about the Sorcerer's Stone or the Philosopher's Stone. And then you come, oh my God, this is so amazing. I wonder who did whatever. And the more you go and the more you travel, the more you find out that the only version of Harry Potter that you can buy today is this version. This is not what it originally looked like. The only version of Harry Potter that you can buy today is from Pottermore Publishing. This guy over here let me drag him this guy can you see him now this guy just told y'all he bought his book back and self-published this lady brought her book back and self-published except for she just happens to be the number one author to ever live so her self-publishing is actually more traditional publishing bro taylor <laughs> swift taylor swift the mm -hmm. greatest story in self-distribution because you know what happened she uh, her masters because she signed a recording deal at 19 so of course it was going to be shit yep. and and what labels do is when when you have okay six um six record deal okay 
and Antonio is about to publish his sixth book or Taylor is about to publish her sixth record. They're like, oh, we're not going to put in any marketing dollars into this. That's what they did with the Post Malone, by the way, and The Weeknd as well. We're not going to put in any marketing dollars. So your numbers are going to be shit unless you sign for another three albums. So you really never buy your independence. And this time around, they right. probably want you to sign your concert contract as well. So she's like, screw this. I'm just going to be out and, you know, uh, let me buy my masters and they're like okay here's here's the deal with the masters it's uh for every three albums you record with us you can buy one of your previous albums from us she's like screw that and she left and then justin bieber's uh producer uh the guy who discovered him scooter braun he uh buys the record and Scooter Braun was with Kanye back when Kanye had his feud with Taylor. So he was the man who kind of had like tortured her. And they sold that record to him for the amount of money that she could have afforded it. But they didn't allow her to buy her masters. They didn't allow her to buy her masters with the money she could afford because for her, the contract was different. You have to give us three more albums, then buy our record. Oh, you're not buying it. We're going to sell it for the money you could have afforded to your enemy. And guess what she did? She's like, well, I have the rights to my lyrics. So I'm just going to record the whole thing again. Just change the music a little bit. And of course, her fans were not going to listen to uh, the version that Scooter Braun owns. So guess what? She re-recorded and she's like releasing some of her, her previous albums, yep. charting on number one. Yep. Albums that have existed for over a decade charting at number one because she has that audience. You know, when you have that audience, sometimes you can correct your stupid mistakes, reclaim your masters by creating new masters because your audience rides with you. But if she had that industry audience, not, you know, not her loyal audience, that classic industry audience that's with you while you have your radio play, that's it. When the, when the label says that we're not going to put any marketing dollars in your new project, that's it. Your career is done or you have to sign again. But she didn't have to sign again because she had that loyal audience. And you can harvest that loyal audience from the mainstream exposure because that's what she did. And that's what this author did with uh, his traditional publishing. You can always harvest that. you got to start somewhere. Uh, but at the end of it, no matter how many ways you twist it, it all ends up going to the same thing. You cannot skip having an audience you know <laughs> if you borrow an audience that is a borrowed audience you cannot skip building your own audience you need no. to have that no you cannot and i thought about this earlier when you said it but he just reminded me again dave Chappelle did the same thing dave Chappelle has his own audience and i am definitely a fanboy in his audience and dave Chappelle told his audience i can't tell netflix to take my stuff down but i'm asking y'all do not watch it until Comedy Central pays me. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. None of us watched it. Netflix was kind enough since their department has a, a deal with them to take it down. And then Comedy Central finally gave this man the money that they should have gave him um, when I was 20. So two decades ago. You know, when he was skinny and boneful, you know, and now he's like solid muscle. 
when you got your own audience, you can do these things. All right, we are landing the plane, Diana. I'm using you as an example because now, let's watch this here. Here we go. Here we go. Diana is building her dreams now, doing a good job. And now it's for her. It ain't for her son. It ain't for me. It ain't for the Lord. It's for her. Everybody okay with this? I know you had a problem with the Lord part, but remember, God likes what you like, Grace. It's okay. All right, it's okay. All right. So, Diana, what have you learned? Because you about to be 40. And ain't no sense in repeating what you've already done. Go ahead. I need to build a community and have super fans because nothing's going to work without a community. Good. Now, that's a perfect answer. Got no corrections there. You're going to build your community around what? Mm, that's what we mess up at. There's only one answer for you. There's only, there's only one answer. There's only one logical answer. What are you building? Uh, building a lot. It's, uh, it, my community is going to be built around. Okay, build a community around a lot. No, no. My community is going to be built around the connected life. And within the connected life, they have podcasts, they have videos, they have they have all of that. But the community is a connected life. I am building a software as a service. So those within the connected life community, if they decide, well, you know what? I can do what you're doing. You show right you can do what I'm doing. Go ahead and take this software as a service and do okay. what I do. Okay. You fixed it up a little bit. Good job. You're building a community around connected life. Check. You can keep that. This idea that your platform as a service and your software as a service is optional is a no check. No, 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 come, come, come back and engage in the conversation. And look, that's all right. Let me, let me. I'm stop. here. Let's go. No, no, no. You, checked, you checked out. You had that. What, what Bridget say yesterday? Don't tell me what to do. No, that's not what I had. I'm, I'm right. here. Check, 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 check. Listen, listen, everybody, listen. This is supposed to be easy as pie. That's why I chose you. Listen, you got everything right except for this humility that needs to get out the way. <laughs> You're building a community around connected life. Good job. Jerome's building a community around something we don't know. Good job. All of you are doing a good job. But if you're not faithful to the present, there ain't gonna be no good job and the clap stop. This is what this looks like. You're building a community for Connected Life. But they don't have an option to join Connected Life because you are going to guerrilla market. Suggest. I'm, still, I'm trying to think of the phrase Phil was trying to think of yesterday. A subliminal message. Yep. Them. 
That's what we was trying to think of yesterday. Then we couldn't think of it at all. You're going to subliminal message them with Umfado Media. They're not even going to know they didn't decide. It's not even going to be an option. Because Coca-Cola been doing it to you since the day you've been born. Goodness. And this is the difference. See, I didn't say she was wrong. That's not what I said. And I didn't say I had correction for you. You're too yeah. humble. If you're you're building, yes, you're, you're building a community for, for connecting life. Good job. But if you don't take your distribution as seriously as Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling, and like Harry Potter's a real person now. Think about this for a second. This lady did so well that there were a billion different Harry Potters. And then she did a movie and everybody went, yep, yeah, that's it. That's Harry Potter right there, damn it. Sure is. Do you understand how no, cold it's about to be? It's not, it's not just Harry Potter. Like Dumbledore, even when Dumbledore changed, people recognize like, no, that's not Dumbledore. Uh, Hagrid, like from the description in the book to how she, the, the person who played Hagrid was magnificent. I couldn't have seen him any other way. Harry, Hermione, Ron, all of the Weasleys, even down to his little pudgy, irritating, want to punch him in his face cousin. Like each, like oh, she made how, you eat that. She made you eat that. Yeah, she made you want to be a wizard. And people, people got mad at Dumbledore uh, actor change because, uh, like, they're like, "No, we want the old guy." And then they're like, "Guys, he is dead." <laughs> yeah. like, people got mad at the actor dying. Before the movie was over, like they were so invested. <laughs> you so right. Like he's dead, child. You, you can't do anything about that. And he died. He died after the second movie. Sorry. Get over it. That's why the Oracle changed in the Matrix. She died. She died, y'all. Yes, that's why the Oracle Really? Died. That yes. that's what happened? Yes, she died. She like died. in real life? Yes. Oh yes. Lord. Oh. Yes. Oh. yes. Yes. The plump light skinned lady died. Come on, man. No. <laughs> yes, she died. She died between movies two and three. So here's the deal. They changed the hero in, in Maverick because the actress didn't die. She just aged out of Hollywood, unfortunately. Yeah, that, that happens. <laughs> it shouldn't happen, but it happens. That's Hollywood culture. I'm saying, Deanna, you're right. But you're not taking your distribution. Once you control distribution, man, do that. Because I can assure you, y'all getting the United Cities of Solari. Because while I'm giving you 100% organic reach and taking care of you, I'm damn sure going to make sure that you see all this advertisement for the United Cities of Solari. You're going to unsubscribe. You're going to delete the app before I give you a break. That's what they're doing to you. I dare you log on Facebook and don't see an advertising about Facebook itself. Facebook is so crazy. Facebook put a timeline on the right about your timeline in the middle. They get your timeline for your timeline. And now your whole messenger app is a timeline. Think about that. Let's just, let's just 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 think about it. Facebook is so crazy that they put a timeline on the right 
for your timeline in the middle and then made your message app a timeline in itself. And you're not, you're not getting past Facebook. You're not going, I dare you go to LinkedIn and not see LinkedIn advertisements. As soon as you get the link, I log, if you ain't logged on to LinkedIn in 30 days, 60 days, they're going to tell you, try premium. That, that's no respect of person. You're a user. Y'all going to see this. Again, I say Facebook is so crazy. They gave you a timeline on the right side of your screen for the timeline in your middle of your screen. I forget what they called it. Then now your messenger went from messages to time. You know you get advertisers in your messenger now? Like ads come in your messenger now. Oh, Deanna, if they're going to use your app, they're going to get holistic healing. Do you understand? It's going to be the number one radio show. Like the number one genre. It's going to start off with holistic. And then you're going to get everything else. Crime, all sorts of <laughs> stuff like this. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. I need you to catch this. You don't, you don't be nice. You're going to drink this Coca-Cola. And when you go to Spain, you're going to see Coca-Cola again. What's the point of controlling distribution if you're not going to do that? Right. So I end you with this, Grace. On the Allenbrook has two TVs. It's got the regular TV that you know you call it Facebook Watch. The the ability to play videos. It just is what it is. Y'all need to post videos. Cool. And then Allenbrook has ATS TV, which is probably going to be called Allenbrook TV. Same thing though. And that is going to be just for highly motivated producers and content providers. And I don't really want it's I'm treating it like the Disney Plus of the stuff. And I might even make it for free. Or maybe, maybe if you have it, maybe if you're charging for exclusive content, maybe I'll just put it in there. You know, I'll put it in there as it's like my Amazon Prime. So I'm going to treat the $8.99 like Amazon Prime. In order to do exclusive content, you have to be paying $8.99 yourself. And then you can charge everybody else $8.99. And because of that, then I'll give you access to Arlenbrook TV, which only features the Big Jaws and the, and the Andrew Schultz and all that stuff like that on their high-quality content. Why? Because lessons from Masterclass might as well, sorry, I'm streaming, it's all over again, might as well, Grace, take two million people who like Big Ja, bring them on Allenbrook TV. Might as well. Might as, might as well have 21 Savage doing behind the scenes of some tour on Allenbrook TV. Only place you can get it. Only place he can make money for it, $8.99 a pop. And you know who one of the, you know, you know how I see one of the first people like totally just taking advantage of Allenbrook TV because nobody does it better? DJ Khaled. Name me somebody that makes regular ass moments behind the scenes footage that's cool because I can't think of nobody else. Neither. Can't think of nobody else. N- 
it, it wouldn't even be no Snapchat without DJ Khaled. He's the first person to use it in that kind of way. So here's the deal. And on All in Brook TV and on your videos, and when you log in, Grace, guess what you're going to see? United Cities of Solari. Go ahead and grab that. Think I'm lying. I will find the most tasteful way to do it. And I will find a way where you got to just hit X to get it out your way to do it. I should be saying. Hey, Antonio, you can't do that. That's not right. You can't do that, Antonio. There's something called teleparty. Owning your distribution. There's something called teleparty. Um, it's 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 been a deal for a while. Okay, teleparty's been a deal for a while, and excuse this stuff in the background. Teleparty's been a deal for a while, but I want to show you something real quick. Start off small. It's how you join watch parties. It used to be called Netflix party. It's how you do watch parties. Everybody, look at this here. Look at this, Grace. Watch this here. Look, look. Here's the teleparty icon. I'm going to start a party. Watch this here. They're now charging. You missed it. It's that fast. They're now charging for premium. They are. Grace, can I access my chat? Uh, for seven days. Wait, 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 so it looked like I ain't got no choice. I, damn, man, ain't free no more? Yeah, it is free. That's called a paywall. Unless you click X, you mm. ain't getting out of this. It's tasteful. And they're going to put it in your face. So here's the crazy part, Jerome. This will not work the first 100 times. But that's 100 nights of advertising. Before you go to sleep, they say, well, just think about this. And then at 101 time, Grace will say, you know what? Man, we should watch uh, you uh, MMA because ESPN Plus. Oh, we should do some anime or whatever. Don't matter. And here's the deal, Jerome. Unless I do this, I can't get to it. That's going to be United Cities of Solaria. You think I'm lying? You're missing it. That's okay, though. I'm trying to not help you not miss it. I'm just trying to communicate to you. I didn't miss it. Fellowship <laughs> that we have. That when you log on to Vato Media, you're building a community for Vato. You can connect. Oh my God, connected life. Yeah, yeah. But if you don't take it seriously with what you're building, ain't going to be no community. But you want to be saved. And I want to give you, and I heard you said it. You said it. Well, and those who have an option, they ain't got no option. You log into your back office, there's a banner. Upon upload, the, when you upload a podcast, if I got the little spinny thing telling you, here's your progress. Above that is connected life. See, Jerome, they be like, 
Antonio, you can't do that. Yes, yes, I can, because they're doing it to me. They're doing it to me. They are doing it to me. Your favorite company in the world has no respect of your personal time. I can assure you as much as Phil and Susan sit down and enjoy the masters. The masters is already advertising to them. Already. Okay, that didn't work. Here's my last example. We are always in political season in America. I don't know about any other country because <laughs> I only know politics in three countries, England, Ghana, and America. I don't know the rest. I'm not going to lie to you. Midterms just passed. I don't know if y'all saw Phil. He was like, yep, you show right. We, they are already running now for the general election. The day after midterms, start, Grace, tell me how your pastor um, opened up the books on past anniversaries. Oh, <laughs> so he just celebrated what, 37? 37 years. So right after. Oh, he that, got his 38th one so coming up in February or something. Because like, he, he ran so in April. In April. April. That's right, April. So when the 37 closed, April of 2022. 38 opened. So there's not a second delay. No. This is no downtime. No. Okay, then. Thank you so much, Grace. Thank you so much. Hear me, hear me, Jerome. Political season, as soon as the votes ended, presidential time was on the way. So you're about to get hit with two years of general election. And as soon as we announce the new president or the same, well, it still be a new president, but it may be a double president, you know, two terms, no disrespect to nobody. Grace, forget that 100 days honeymoon. That's a little segment we talking about. We going back to who is going to be, how we going to win. Whoever lost is going to be trying to figure out how we going to win the next one. They never stop advertising politics to us. And the last time I checked, and I know Phil and Susan would agree, they swapped billions of dollars during political campaign raising. We could probably learn a lesson or two from them. Billions, hundreds of billions of dollars, they make more money than FIFA. And that's saying something. They swap that much money. TV time. All sorts of stuff. You know why, Grace? Because you're going to get this political advertisement. As soon as Donald Trump got in trouble, everybody in Florida knew DeSantis was going to be the front runner. It was not up for question. <laughs> Go ahead, Phil. 2022 federal midterm election spending on track to top $9.3 billion. That's it for the midterm. Midterm. 9.3 billion. Midterm. And here's the crazy thing, y'all. They'll all say, oh, this ain't our job. 
our job is to represent you. Lies. The job is to secure funding. Represent the job you. is to keep your job. <laughs> Very well said. <laughs> the job is to keep their job. That's it. So, Melissa, when you put on your trend print website, uh, whatever you push it, it needs to be on there. I need to hit X to get rid of it. Because I can assure you, Facebook is doing you the same way. Instagram is doing you the same way. If you don't do that, Shelly, then what's the point of you controlling distribution? We didn't say be rude, but we did say have power. And that's it. I have no idea what today is, Grace. Can you tell us what's going on? I have no idea what today is. Today is Tuesday. So we is have. It really? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yesterday, early. I thought yesterday was Tuesday because I called today Wednesday. Um, but we do I, have. I've been working 16 hour days since beginning of the year. So everything is jacked up. You said that we are having the one o'clock call, the coaching session, you know, for those of us who participate. That's at 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. And then we have the Bureau Keynotes tonight, 7 p.m., 8 p.m., 5 p.m., where our very own Miss Melissa Rusak will be our keynote speaker for the evening. Okay, that's going to be good. That's going to be good. All right, damn. And then always remember, actually, last night with the, the Human Consultants, the 530, the streaming, that was actually very enjoyable. I didn't, I didn't say anything. I didn't have to, but it was it was enjoyable because I watched Shelly. I think it was Shelly. And a couple of people said, oh. And it was like, and Phil acted like Antonio. He would have said, well, I've been trying to tell you that. But, you know, yeah, he has he has more cooth about him, you know. <laughs> he, he's older and wiser, Jerome. You know, he's older and wiser, you understand. So he, he lets y'all have your aha moments without going. I try to tell you, Grace. I'm I'm not 70 yet, you know. I'm in my 40s, you know. So I I I got to tell you that I tried to tell you. It was good to see y'all have these revelations because they are relevant and they are here. Grace, you can't plan better, you can't dominate. Y'all enjoy yourselves. Love you, everybody. Love, Love you more. more. Love you more. Y'all have a good one. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hero.